everybody. Welcome to Off the Cuff ABQ. It's the hottest, newest conservative local talk radio exclusively aired on Conservative Talk Albuquerque. KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM. I'm Diana Vargas. And I'm Stella Padilla. Hope you had a good weekend. Yeah, I had a really great weekend. How about you? It was a, a lot going on this weekend. Tons of stuff. Tons of stuff. It never ends. I know. But uh, before we we dive into headlines, I just wanted to highlight some of the people that are going to be on the show today. So we have an interesting show. So, you know, part of our conservative responsibility is always going to uh, those affected most by issues. And so we've been covering on Off the Cuff ABQ, we've been covering um, the gateway to nowhere. For I am the, the mayor, mayor of, of Albuquerque. Albuquerque. And we're concerned about the New Mexico, what's happening in New Mexico. In New Mexico. So we went out and found some residents that opposed it. And so we're going to, you know, we're going to hear, hear a little more extended version of what's happening so that we can better understand the situation and why uh, it's likely going to be another boondoggle because it sounds like Mayor Tim Keller wants this to be his legacy or something. And meanwhile, back at the ranch, crime's out of control. Yep. And we also have uh, Veronica Rael. You remember her? She's uh, Lily Garcia's mother. Yes. the child uh, they're ha- Yes. Mm-hmm. So they're having a candlelight vigil tomorrow. She's here to speak about that, and this candlelight vigil is though uh, to honor those who have lost their lives as a result of repeat offenders and this catch and release and road rage, but by by a repeat offender. Yes. See, so um, so she's here to explain a little more of that, and then also tie in the bail reform uh, legislation bill that was passed a few years back, and she was actually one of the supporters of this bill. So she's here to. Um, explain a little more about that because obviously the catch and release isn't working anymore but lots happening in albuquerque what's happening well they're having um, El Dorado high school is going to be like a pilot high school they had some covid uh cases there so they are using it as a pilot program to now vaccinate the teenagers is what's going on and uh parents will have to go for training they said and sign a release but they're actually going to bust them down there the school district plans to drive the students two clinics by offering special events starting next week and they're tapping into its mailing list and social media and collaborating with city health officials by confirming to offer extra space for vaccine sites so that's Alderado high that's where they're going to start they said they're uh, they've already they're ready to uh, vaccinate 20,000 students already they said more than 85 percent of the teachers have been vaccinated and 15% have refused. So 20,000 youth to be vaccinated with the COVID-19, and it's it's still not approved by the F, FDA, correct? Correct. Right. So it's Well, it's a pilot program, like they called it. And New Mexico is ground zero, so it's mm. a perfect storm. What, yeah. what could go wrong? <laughs> hey, who's going to pay for the damages? Oh, they're not responsible. They, they, you know, the, vac- the vaccine companies have said that they're not responsible. They cannot be sued for whatever goes wrong. So... I think they have a bill now saying you can stu- uh, sue the governor as a state official because they demanded that you do that. So look what fun all the lawsuits that's gonna be, are going to be coming up, especially a lot of these vaccines have had some bad side effects. So if you can't sue the virus, ma- uh, the, the vaccine maker, but you can sue the state, can you even imagine what this is going to look like? So, so why would the Albuquerque public school system be on the forefront of all of this, like organizing it, busting kids here and there to get the COVID-19 vaccine? And they don't have enough employees as it stands to bus the students to school. Yeah, but, th- and, but they will for the clinic. Right. So it, it, it kind of looks like El Dorado, uh, they've already had that, that first wave of vaccine um, 
to those that are 16 and over at El Dorado. And last week they were reported that they were shut down. Because, yeah, they, they had because, to return home. Because of COVID cases. So. Yes. So the school shut down. But Right. Yeah. And she, the, actually the Berkeley who works just said, we're really lucky in New Mexico that we have this opportunity to have vaccines for our community, including our youth. We should remember she said that. What do you think? We should remember she yeah, said Berkeley, that. Remember also we should be lucky, fortunate in New Mexico to be a part of this right. plan. We part of this plan. We should absolutely remember she said that. Mm -hmm. So check it out. In other news, the tricultural myth was presented in official state documents as recently as 2019, Governor Michelle Grisham later apologized for the reference in the publication. But where does all of this start? New Mexico black leaders challenging tricultural myth. It is a po uh, popular mythology. New Mexico is a tricultural state, one where Hispanic, Anglo, and Native American communities live in relative harmony. And it's, it's a prime example that the rest of the nation should follow. So this group of people feel that that we leave them out. Yeah, that we leave them out because uh, the triculture is like, what, the top three? And obviously it's New Mexico. Everybody's always acknowledged all the other flavors. That's right. And, you know, the president said the myth leaves out other groups with long histories in the state appearing in state-produced documents as recently as 2019. That's when Michelle Grisham apologized about that remark. They were there, there were contents remarks at a very public forum this Friday that led black leaders to call for a formal statement from the legislature denouncing the remark. So yeah. Unbelievable. So um, again, so they are, they are taking steps towards the myth, I guess, like uh, challenging the myth, but uh, so, as New Mexico black leaders challenge tricultural myth, but fall short of addressing actual conditions of the black population in New Mexico. Challenging a myth, what does that mean? So, what's the opposite of myth? Hmm. Truth, certainty, mm -hmm. absolute, nonfiction, fact, history, certainty, understanding, and comprehension. So, they are either ignorant or they are lying. Or both. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe both. Yeah, makes you, so, uh, makes you wonder if they're going to try to start a movement here. I know. You know so, what? so like, what else are New Mexicans supposed to give up? <laughs> We've given up everything, everything else. Everything right? else. Everything else. Yeah. So some of the comments, some of the comments uh, in this article report, it was on, um, I forget where, maybe New Mexico in focus, New Mexico in depth, something like this. Just Google the title. Blacks challenge the myth of tricultural state status. So these comments are crazy. Tell me uh, the one you read about the one guy oppressed at the Starbucks. Oh, that one's a cute one. It's a cute one. Yeah, it's, he says, uh, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? He cried himself to sleep because there was no, what is it here? Let's see. Right here. Oh, I can't even find it here. It was a really funny, funny one. It's totally oh, here it says, my people have suffered too. Once went to Starbucks and they were out of lactose-free milk. We wept for days. <laughs> yeah, like in other words, yeah, they're real concerned about this whole thing, right? So this other comment says, "Tell me something. I am a white senior, and why do we have to bring color into everything? We are all cut from the same cloth, and we are all human beings. Would be nice just to have peace and everybody be here for each other." So then, uh, a response to that by another commenter said, "Well, go tell, uh, go complain." 
to Black Lives Matter. And so it just it just got spiraled out of control from there. Mm-hmm. This other one, I'm a proud Latina. Blacks think they have it bad. Hmm. Try being brown in New Mexico. Considering that there's all this Hispanic hate, Hispanic racism, and nobody's talking about it. In fact, we have Hispanics out at the legislature fighting for everybody but Hispanics. They're moving towards Hispanic. It's Hispanic hate, racism, and it's a prejudice, and no one's saying anything. So, again, uh, at Off the Cuff ABQ, we are here, we exist because we are a platform because New Mexicans have been ignored. No we are being ignored. Actually, we're beyond being ignored. We've sim- we are simply forgotten. <laughs> I, I mean, take Santa Fe, for instance. Well, you know, I, I look at it as a form of enslavement. You know, these are uh, public servants here to represent us, not lord and rule over us and demand and, and you know, beat us into civilities or, or into, um, well, not even civility, what is it? Um, to oppress us totally. Right, totally. Take away all your rights. Take away all your rights, and then and then chip away at it <laughs> slowly, and then act like they're doing things for your own good. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't benefit the people at all. And it doesn't benefit the people at all. But I bet it lines all their pockets, and that's why they stay there doing what they're doing. How much do you want to bet? I have a nickel. Stop it. Yeah, because <laughs> I know I'll lose. You got to know when to hold them. You got to know <laughs> when to fold them, and you got to know when to run. Yeah, Shoot. I'm going to fold them. Right. So to uh, support for today's programming on Off the Cuff ABQ is made possible in part by Semco. Thank you for supporting Off the Cuff and our mission. And so, again, you're listening to Off the Cuff ABQ. It's the hottest, newest conservative local talk radio exclusively aired on Conservative Talk Albuquerque. FM, 700 AM. Don't go anywhere. Up next is Veronica Rael, Lily Garcia's mother. You remember her. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. Golden Equipment Company, finding innovative solutions. We are a full-service heavy equipment Volvo dealer offering sales, parts, service, and rental. Locally owned for over 35 years, we're proud to be a part of your community. Our dedicated and certified crew will help keep you productive and efficient. Come see us at any of our three locations, Albuquerque, Farmington, and Durango, Colorado. Check us out on social media or visit our website, goldenequipment.com. We look forward to helping you with your next project. Everybody, welcome back to Off the Cuff ABQ. It's the hottest, newest conservative local talk radio exclusively aired on Conservative Talk Albuquerque, 96.9 FM, 700 AM. Don't forget to visit us on the web at offthecuffabq.com. And we have in the studios with us today uh, a woman that needs no introduction. Her name is Veronica Rael. She is Lily Garcia's mother. This is what the world knows of Lily Garcia. We have uh, Ellen, Lily's father, also in studio. So welcome, Veronica Rael and Ellen Garcia. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Yes, absolutely. So today, um, we're going to share with our listeners about an event that's happening with the group, uh, with the acronym R-O-B-D. Is that robbed? Robbed, yes. Okay. And so, um, what, what is this group's mission? Um, so, Robbed was actually created in 2015. Um, Robbed stands for Repeat Offenders, Bring Death, Devastation, etc. Um, it was, um, again, established by a group of um, families who had lost loved ones um, to violent crimes in 2015. Um, they included um, Officer Benner's wife, 
um, the mother of Jaden Chavez Silver, um, the wife and daughter of Steve Grecki. And so all of the cases that when we've lost loved ones, um, including myself, um, we are just tired of the repeat offenders. And so it was more of to make change and also just a group of people that can speak to each other and know what each other's going through and the anger and the emotions and, you know, the devastation that, you know, another loved one has been, you know, killed by a repeat offender. By a repeat offender. And so this seems to be a very, very common theme in Albuquerque. Uh, you know, all, all of these horrific, violent homicides. And then somewhere in the store it says repeat offender or um, out due to no, uh, no bond. Yes. No bond. Yes. So it's yes. an obvious problem and people are dying. Yes. People are dying as a result of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been screaming this and um, asking for change um, at legislation since 2016. Uh, one of the big ones that we've been trying to do and continue to do is to amend the current um, three strikes um, bill that we have and just amend it. R currently right now, I believe it's only first and second degree murder that's on on that um, but of course gone to legislation there's been too much pushback and so that hasn't been um, but this is nothing new to us right um, you know right. again we've been sent we've been at it since 2016 um, but it just continues to get worse and worse and worse right mm -hmm. right with, uh, with no end in sight right so specifically this uh, group robbed they're a homicide advocacy group mm -hmm. and they're hosting a candle vigil uh-huh, yes. Yeah. So uh, yeah, in honor of those who lost their lives, uh, not only this year, but in recent years, the crime problem in Albuquerque has gotten worse, and it seems like the community has become desensitized to each new homicide that is happening. I mean, it's really hard to keep mm -hmm. up. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, and they sound the same. Mm -hmm. Hotel, uh, body found in a hotel, investigating a murder at a motel, body found in the street, Mm -hmm. child dies mm -hmm. yeah um you know it, it's it's something that continues and i and i don't know why it's why it's continuing i mean i have an idea of why it's continuing um <laughs> obviously with the new bell reform um they had brought that up to our group um back in 2016 and and said you know we're gonna do we're gonna keep the indigent non-violent offenders out of jail keep the violent offenders in jail um, and, you know, we need your vote on this. So the whole city voted on it, you right. know, because that's what it was pitched to us. Well, then we realized that um, he's no longer here. Chief Justice Daniels had went and in, um, established the Arnold tool. And with the Arnold tool, there is so much um, criteria that the defendant has to um, is judged on, I guess, or uh, kept score on. Um, and if they score low enough, they get out. They don't need to have a bail. And so, uh, you know, for an example, you know, if our case wasn't as public publicized as it was, Tony Torres would have been out of jail. Right. He, he wouldn't have he wouldn't have stayed in jail. Mm -hmm. And so that's the scary thing. I mean, we we want the best for this city and we want all the nonviolent indigent people out. But it's still this Arnold tool. And, you know, they just kind of did a, a sly thing behind us. Is what so it's totally not working. So let me get this straight. So it, it, it's like 2017. Mm -hmm. And you get approached uh, in part because of your high-profile case mm -hmm. in, involving um, Lily Garcia, who was shot and murdered by a repeat offender mm -hmm. during a road rage incident. And as a result, you get approached and say, hey, we need your support. We think we can fix this. Mm -hmm. But there's also this other problem that people are, are being held in jail uh, for the sole purpose that they can't afford the bail. So they present it to you. 
makes a, a ton of sense. And you go, well, yeah, why would I not support something like this? Mm-hmm. But you were duped. Yes, pretty much duped. The whole city was duped. Be- the whole city. On because, top be- on because, top of that, the whole city. Right, yeah, because we all voted for it. I right. mean, it, it was on the on the. Um, the voting. ballot yeah, on yeah. The ballot. there you yeah, go yeah ballot question mm-hmm. and 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 we know this this arnold tool this bail reform bill that passed that it's not working and we have proof of it because mm-hmm. all we have to do is read a news report on any given day in what you call crazy albuquerque right yeah 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 absolutely and and one of the things that you know when all of this happened i didn't really understand what bell bondsmen did all i knew is that they let out you know offenders you know, so it's like, no, 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 we're not going to support that. But doing more research, you know, if somebody has a bond and they um, don't make it for their court, there's somebody actually going and hunting for them and looking for them to bring them back. The way that it sits now, if you don't show up for court, oh, well, yeah. you won't get caught until, you know, there's another crime. Um, you know, you get stopped or, you know, you murder or you, somebody. Or if you might get caught. Yeah. Exactly. Right. You mm-hmm. might get caught. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. So, you know, it's, it's it just amazes me that that this bail reform, which everybody kind of I understood it. You mm-hmm. know, I understood it to be uh, the very extreme cases that they were talking about. Somebody gets thrown in jail. They have a very small bond and it's so small that it costs us more to keep them in jail right. versus letting them out. But we're talking like these misdemeanors. Homeless people jaywalking, they don't got the 50 bucks to bond out or whatever it is, can't afford it. So, yeah, that makes perfect sense. But the reality, the, the, this is the consequence of it. Mm-hmm. And all of these people that are dying, it's, it's a consequence of mm-hmm. the reform bill. And this is what the group focuses on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, again, you know, we've, we've tried, um, you know, to make change um, slowly but surely, um, but we're still going to continue to, you know, move forward and, and uh, try to make change and try to get this city a little bit safer. I mean, it's, Absolutely. it's crazy. You know, you don't know if, you know, you go to the grocery store and you make somebody upset and they, you know, shoot you or whatever. And you don't right. know which person is out on, you know, a promise, a promise to return to court, right. you know, type thing. Right. And then just really quickly back to the bails, uh, the bail bonds, uh, so there was also uh, like money attached to it. And often people would sign their houses and stuff away to ensure that they would show back, you know, to court. But then even these people that are out on the on the Arnold tool, they have to go back to court for some sort of violation of of even before the Arnold tool. They say, OK, you know, you've been arrested for this very heinous crime, but go ahead and get out and don't violate your terms of condition of release or pre talk pre-trial mm-hmm. and then they're back in court three or four times it should have like mm-hmm. i like, mean that's what like canceled mm-hmm. yeah canceled them being out mm-hmm. and then as a result they're just running amok because nobody's held responsible like who's going to pay for the damages right nobody's going to pay for the damage the, right. the victim's going to pay for the damage. that's right nobody is held responsible i mean nobody's scared to do anything in the city of albuquerque yeah what are they going to do you're going to get arrested and then you're going to be let out you know there's no right. there's no consequence for your action right offenders they do not fear the courts Mm -hmm. the juries the prosecutors uh the cops jail prison i fear the legislature more than that because they're the ones stopping all the crime bills they tabled Mm -hmm. every single crime bill which means they don't want to hear about it Mm -hmm. this is not the year that we're concerned about crime they're not worried about it all so I'm more afraid of them making these laws that are available to the criminals to keep them safe and harming the public. Right. And that and that's always been a pushback with 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 legislation when we've gone 
is, you know, they want preventative, you know, avenues. Well, I understand that. I, I can definitely agree with that. You know, Albuquerque doesn't have anything for, you know, addicts or anything or any sort of treatment centers where, you know, they're going to be able to be um, helped. Unless they're part of the criminal justice system. Right, right. Right. And so, you know, again, since 2016 session, we've been pushing it. But, you know, uh, representatives like uh, Patricia Caballero, representatives like Alcon uh, um, out of McKinley Cibola County, um, you know, just just to name a few, you know, now we're in 2021. I haven't seen either one of them do anything for their community. I haven't seen anything, you know, to help prevent crime. Nothing's right. been done. And right. it's been, you know, six years. Right. Well, you're you not know. looking in Texas because Patricia Caballero lives in Texas. She's a oh, Texas yeah. resident. So th that's not helping us anyway, except she votes for the party. Yeah. 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 And I, and, and again, I mean, it's it's something needs to be done we've been screaming this for so long already and you know now everybody seems to be you know really fed up you know we've been doing it for a long time and nobody wants any sort of change nothing you know from their leadership and and it's aggravating right and nobody is telling these stories collectively mm -mm. collectively so this is a group that collectively represents honors and and moves towards changing it uh, change. changing it mm -hmm. Because it's obvious. So you're approached to help support the bill. You do it. We all got duped because we all voted for it because it sounded super reasonable. Like, who wouldn't right. do it? Like, there'd be something wrong with you if you right. didn't uh, agree with the way it was presented by leadership. But even after the fact that it got passed and it did not work, you come back as a supporter and say, look, hold on. Here's what's happening. This is the reality of this bill. We thought it was this. Let's mm -hmm. fix it. And nothing. Nothing crickets mm -hmm. they haven't amended i i believe that they had brought this up for legislation this last session killed it. but of course you know we couldn't go up to legislation so well because it had a big um mm -hmm. fence around it and guards <laughs> lots and of guards, guards and cops and, guards. and all kinds of yeah. stuff and you had to show identification <laughs> so yeah I, it's just it's mind-blowing it, it really is and it's aggravating it's aggravating to these families because you know we don't get our family member back you know, they're going to be gone forever. But you have, you know, somebody, second-degree murder is what, 12, and, uh, 15 years is what it's supposed to be. But in the state of New Mexico, you only have to do 85% of your time. So they're out by, you know, 12 and a half years. And automatic appeal. And automatic appeal. Whether there's reason for it or not. And so uh, lately you've been seeing a lot of these cases that they're going to the appeal court, appellate court, mm -hmm. and their charges could literally be overthrown. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even when they've signed plea deals, mm -hmm. was can you? That, yeah, that was a new law, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it's like it's a consequence yeah. of of, of all a, of this bail reform. What a slap in the face to that victim's family. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's what it is. I've always said um, the criminal justice system. It's for criminals. Like the sign reads, it says criminal justice system. The only one walking out of that courthouse are criminals mm -hmm. who will receive justice because we. We're in a state where they don't protect victims at all. They no. make people victims yes. and then yes. and then create legislation that further victimizes them. Yes. And mm -hmm. it's happening to people right here in Albuquerque, mm -hmm. New Mexico, all over. Yeah. Repeat uh, offenders. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Violent offenders. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, think about, you know, the kids that were, you know, abused or whatever, and they have to go in front of their uh, in front of the um, offender you know, in courts or, or whatever, they're being re-victimized. 
you know, and, and, and it gets old. And it's, it's just like, well, what is the state doing for me as a victim? And, and unfortunately, it just seems that New Mexico caters to the criminal. Right. Wholeheartedly. Right. And then, uh, and then it, it's like, what I've noticed, it's like wordsmithing. So it's like, um, what do they call it? Restorative justice. And again, these are one of those terms that how could anybody not get behind? It's very reasonable. It's, it's all of this sorts of stuff. But at the end of the day, that's not really what it means. It's not really its true intent. Mm -hmm. It's to abolish the prisons. And then, and then what are we going to do? Right. Abolish the police. And then what are we going to do? Mm -hmm. Private security. So basically, government still protected. The gate's still around the roundhouse. Right. And meanwhile, 911, what's your emergency? Sorry. <laughs> Too bad. You know. Yeah. Get over right. it. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't have given up your gun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, to me, it's common sense. And and unfortunately, not a lot of people. No, I think agree with I that. think all of this is common sense. Anybody with a brain, half a brain, would say this is common mm -hmm. sense. But right. where is the sense behind this whole thing, in yeah. the public servants leading us? Mm -hmm. You know, right? They call themselves leaders now, not public right. servants. Right. Yeah. And like even the you know media and leadership, they have failed to communicate that this catch and release, these repeat offenders of all of these stories that we keep hearing over and over and over again. They are a result of this policy called the New Mexico Bail Reform Bill legislation passed in 2018. I believe it was 18. Okay, mm -hmm. 2018. There's an obvious problem. They know about it. It's so complicated, so easy to fix. They're, they choose to ignore it. So again, this platform serves as a place for those New Mexicans who have been ignored. I'm sorry, who are being ignored, who have been forgotten. And so crime, crime, all the time. Tell us more about the event and who can attend. Sure, yeah, absolutely. So um, April 18th through April 24th is National Victims um, Awareness. And Rob um, is hosting a Victims of hom Homicide Vigil at um, the Bianchetti Park. I don't know if I said that right, but it's located at 12900 Granite Avenue, Northeast 87112. Um, it looks like it will start about 5.30. Um, anybody who has been a victim of a homicide um, slash survivor, um, that's what I kind of call us as a survivor of a homicide, um, bring your um, picture of your loved one. Um, again, this is just to honor them and let them know that they're not forgotten. Um, this is not just for recent homicides. These are also for, you know, homicides from years ago. Right. Um, and just so... Um, you can you can understand i lost my brother also to a murder to a homicide and that guy is already out you know living his life so, right was he also so a repeat offender also no he no. wasn't a repeat offender um but i won't hold my breath that he may not offend but hey who knows? yeah yeah you know but still but he's out he, he's out yeah he's out while you know we have to go visit my brother at the grave right you know exactly so but um yes this is just to honor all of our loved ones that you know they're not forgotten and we're going to continue this fight to make change you know in in memory of them absolutely well i truly hope that we have you back again so we can break these out i plan on attending the event i hope i meet some people there uh, and offer up as a conservative responsibility to highlight these short stories collectively and make the connection to the 2018 uh, bail reform bill. Out, Mr. Garcia, you've been super quiet. Any last words? <laughs> he said, I'm on the groom for right. women, and you want me to get in a word edgewise? <laughs> oh, no, you girls are fine. I, I mean, my wife definitely uh, explained 
what we're about, what we're trying to do. Um, I mean, this event is open to, like she said, anybody. Anybody can attend. Um, but we definitely ask people that have lost someone to, unfortunately, this revolving door that we see in New Mexico to come out, let your voices be heard, let them see us. Because, I mean, right now they're not seeing everybody or they choose not to. Or they choose not to. Or they choose not to. That's it. Thank you very much for all you do in the community. You serve New Mexico well. We're eternally grateful. And, of course, Lily Garcia, slow down, road rage kills. Just breathe. Just breathe. Get home safe. Rest in peace, Lily Garcia. Slow down. Speed is always a factor. Anger is always a factor. And alcohol. And alcohol. We got to take a quick break to our... Sponsors, you're listening to Off the Cuff ABQ. It's the hottest and newest conservative local talk radio exclusively aired on Conservative Talk Albuquerque 96.9 FM, 700 AM. Visit us on the web, offthecuffabq.com. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Tara Shaver with Abortion Free New Mexico. Did you know that New Mexico is the late-term abortion capital of the nation? While your work and travel has been restricted by Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham, New Mexico has become a global destination for late-term abortions. At Abortion Free New Mexico, we are working several proven strategies to end abortion in our state. If you want to help us end abortion in New Mexico, visit abortionfreenm.com today. That's abortionfreenm.com. Good morning, Albuquerque. This is Gerald Loeb, local author of Things Political and Sometimes Humorous. I have a new book coming out on the 15th of April, and it's called Mayhem Matter. Check it out on Amazon. It'll be available then. Thank you very much. Everybody, welcome back. You're listening to Off the Cuff ABQ, the hottest and newest conservative local talk radio exclusively aired on 96.9 96.9 FM, 700 AM. Don't forget to visit us at offthecuffabq.com. If you haven't already ordered your book, Mayhem Manor, it is already released. Gerald Loeb is a local author and has a new book titled Mayhem Manor. It's set right here in Albuquerque, and the book is about ineffective bureaucrats, mindless politicians, an overwhelmed police force, and an unlikely hero. I mean, it sounds like crazy Albuquerque. Go out, support Gerald Loeb. It's made in New Mexico, and it's American-made. You can find his book at offthecupabq.com. Click on Sponsors, and then click on the graphic uh, of the book that says Mayhem Manor by Gerald Loeb. Support New Mexico, because that's always important, because it doesn't always happen. So take the mayor, for instance. Oh, no, here we go. Let's do it. So we heard all about all of this with the art project. Every, there was opposition and all this stuff, and they said, well, we've been having meetings about this forever, but nobody really understood what those meetings were until they announced, hey, we're going to put this homeless shelter up over here. We're going to call it the Gateway Center. Even if it's a gateway to nowhere, uh, residents opposed it, and to no avail, uh, they were simply ignored by the mayor. So we have two residents from Siesta Hills, Tony and Shirley. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. So we've been hearing a lot about this Gateway Center. We know there's uh, a long history attached to it. First, it was supposed to be at the UNM and then the Wells Park area. Yeah. And it just kept falling through for uh, the mayor. And then now it's going to be there at the Gibson at the old Loveless facility. 
Yes. So um, what? So what was your first reaction when you first? Well, when we heard about it, um, it seemed like this was just pushing to our neighborhood. There was no, uh, we had no information about meetings going on uh, where we could oppose uh, what his decision was. Uh, we heard about, I mean, we were hearing, just like everybody else, that they were trying different areas in part of the city. Um, all of a sudden, we hear that he's buying this place, the city is, and that's where he's going to have his homeless shelter. Um, like a done deal. Exactly, without the, uh, any input from the, from the neighborhood. Uh, the area where we live, we live approximately, I would say, a uh, quarter mile away from the Loveless uh, Gibson Center. And right now, as it stands, it, it, it's, it's just a horrible area because of the homelessness that we have in our area. Um, already? Already. Right now, we have incidents that have occurred in our residence, in our neighborhood, uh, alleyways, there's a lot of alleyways around here, around the area, Siesta Hills, and um, homeless right now spend their time in these homeless, in these alleys. Uh, they uh, go through there, they're doing their drugs, they're dressing, they're uh, using the bathroom, um, breaking into homes and stuff like that. Right. Even at this moment. Right. So can you just imagine what it was going to turn out to be if you put all these homeless people at this Gibson, uh, Loveless, Gatewood, whatever. The gateway to nowhere. Gateway to gateway nowhere. Gateway to nowhere. Right. Um, so it's going to create an issue right now. I mean, um, it seems like if uh, our part of town, the Gibson area and, and that, it seems like we they just throw everything onto us. So, seeing as you already have, I mean, a huge population of homeless, so do you see the crime tripling when they're there? Permanently? Crimes are going to triple. Crimes are going to get really bad. Uh, they did this. This ain't the first thing that they've done to us. In fact, right across the street, they threw a uh, reintegrated uh, place for federal inmates. Uh, when you know they bring them out and then I mean all of a sudden now you got all these guys with white t-shirts walking around uh, around our neighborhood and since that happened we've had some incidents I mean there's some uh, homes where uh, single ladies live at and they've been having break-ins what do the white t-shirts signify they just got out of prison oh, oh. so it's like a uniform exactly I mean you could tell these guys I mean right. you know um, so you got this home that uh, federal inmates that have been released, and they come to this halfway home. Oh, so so okay, so it's like a halfway it's home, a halfway home. Some, exactly something to integrate them into society or whatever. But often they're they're always in the same neighborhoods. I mean, I mean, take like downtown where there's a lot of the homeless facilities and stuff, and you know they have very great security because no homeless loiter on those homeless facilities after hours so that means they leave the area because sometimes people might just be in and out for whatever services yes. and then when it's closed they know better not to go on there because they'll get kicked off of the property and the homeless shelters homeless facilities they enforce that so same thing i'm thinking is going to happen at at the gateway center well yep. you know heading home and hope the doors are 
they were always locked when I tried to go in there and ask for information. The doors were locked during business hours. Right. So I don't see where these people these people are being helped in these places. Maybe in the medical around the corner, but in Hope and Heading Home, those are two homeless organizations supposedly SK for the homeless, but the doors are always locked. Always. Yep. Yeah. And the thing it's it's not that we're being the neighborhood. It's not we're not being against homelessness. Uh, we really feel bad for these individuals and stuff. The thing about it is that you got to keep them in a place where, um, away from neighborhoods to begin with. Um, you know, the mayor's uh, so much into this. Why doesn't the mayor put it in his neighborhood? Right. You know? Um, they are in our neighborhood. And, and he could no. care less, yeah. but put it in his neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Like the Gateway Center. Oh, you know? Center. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the, the thing is, is that it's, we have a big issue right now with homeless uh, right now in our area where uh, tents are set up all over the place, like, like I said again, the area that I live in, it's a, a retired area, uh, neighborhood, um, and there's a lot of older folks. And we have a, a couple of um, uh, daycare centers where this is going to create an issue. Uh, we have Cervantes. Cervantes is planning on leaving the area if they continue with this. Uh, Cervantes is a family restaurant that has been there for many, many years, and uh, it's just going to create problems. Uh, the uh, other area across the street, right across the street from the Gibson Loveless Hospital, is the um, is um, Bird of Paradise, alcohol. What's the number one thing for homeless is alcohol. alcohol. So it's going to create an air, a problem right there for businesses. It, it's just not the right thing what he's doing. And, and he's going to cause lots of problems. He is, what I'm talking about, Tim Keller, he's going to cause problems for our neighborhoods. He's causing, he's, all he cares about is wanting the people and wanting the public to see that he's doing something good. Oh, because right. it's election year. Exactly. exactly. Now things That's are all happening. it is. Yeah. That's right. all it is. He what doesn't care about what he's doing. Mm -hmm. He really don't care about these homeless. He could care less. It's about, it's all a show, and that's what they're doing. But the thing, they're doing it in our neighborhood, and we're saying no to that. Because it's an overburden. I mean, you obviously yes. have a lot of stuff going on there that, that you've either agreed to or had to put up with because government decided they were going to run these programs, halfway homes or whatever. And often that's what they do. They overburden particular areas because yes. they're like, you know, I don't know. I'm kind of coming to the conclusion that I'm almost against all segregation. So we start segregating these homeless people, uh, the homeless, you know, issue with all of these resources, organizations, uh, places of service and all of this stuff, but the only people that can benefit from those are homeless people. Yes. So there's no incentive to, or to utilize um, any of these services. So by having so many homeless facilities, it increases the chances of people being homeless. They're more comfortable right. with it. Right, yes. mm -hmm. right. Because, yeah, it, because if you're homeless, you could almost, I mean, shoot, you can get everything. Yeah. Right. Yes. Wow. And the thing, all this homelessness, it's being caused by our government. It has, it, it's, you know, right now, can you just imagine now, she, she's closing all these businesses, she closes businesses, people can't make money, so now they're going to end up homeless. And, you know, it's being caused by our government, our governor, 
uh, it, it has caused these issues for us. And Tim Keller is right there in the governor's back pocket, so it doesn't matter. I mean, she, he's going to do the same thing she is. Right. He's down in the back pocket singing, I'm your puppet. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> How does the song go? <laughs> right. Pull my little strings and I'll dance for you. I'm your puppet. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. For I am the, the mayor, mayor of, of Albuquerque. Albuquerque. So Jeez. yeah, re-election, Mayor. I, you can hear all the complaints here at ninety-six point nine FM. Yes. Yeah, we're unhappy. We're unhappy the way you're running this the city. You are a public servant, all of you, Michelle Lujan Grisham. You're public servants. You should be representing the people, not attacking us. Right. Exactly. So interesting. I got a, a, I guess it would be a, some sort of communication from the city officially. And it's about an Albuquerque rescue plan to city council. And so within this, uh, Mayor Tim Keller says that uh, because of the pandemic, channeling resources to families and businesses in need is obviously a type of investment that they would like to make or use the $64 million in recovered funds for. But the very last, last paragraph, he clearly says it's all about the homeless upgrades, homeless facilities. He's calling it a New Deal style type of job creating infrastructure. But again, it's going to be used to pay for such things as homelessness. So I'm, I'm like baffled by how much money is being put even just towards the uh, Gateway Center. It went to, to taxpayers, so they yeah. voted on it. And so we agreed, the voter agreed, public sentiment said, yeah, let's put all this money aside. In addition to that, the county gave money. In addition to that, they use COVID funds. In addition to that, they're using general funding and then stating that they have to renovate the place or prepare it in some way. And then we had Janos Arnold Jones here on Thursday who reminded us that they've already spent money doing that when they were going to make that into the COVID hospital. Yeah. So what's the problem? Yep. And where's all that money going? Exactly. Or where is all that money? Yeah. And the thing about it is that we're supposed to have representatives that are taking care of us in our neighborhood. And where's our representative from our area? Where's Andres Romero yeah. in all this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's supposed to be the state representative for District 6 or 10. 10, 10, 10, 10. I'm sorry. District 10. And he's nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. (laughs) Nobody even knows who he is. Who's Andres Romero? (laughs) What what is an Andres Romero? (laughs) What's an Andres Romero? Hiding somewhere. Yeah, you know, he's a teacher out at uh, Trisco Heritage. And as you know, he's one of the big advocates for abortion, even for young girls as young as 13 years old. So it's permitted by law. And he signed for it, supported the bill that 13 year olds, as young as 13 year olds, can have an abortion without parental consent or notification. Could you imagine? What I don't understand and he's a is parent. why do you have to have consent for a tattoo? Right. <laughs> but an for aspirin. an abortion, you don't have to? Right. Yeah, they can't wow. give you an aspirin without yeah. consent. But right. An abortion is easy. A band aid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a band aid. Yeah. On demand. Mm-hmm. On demand. Sad. Yeah. It's outrageous. It but. Is. But District 10 is a reflection of the representation. Uh, all these districts, whether it's 10 or, or, or districts like it, there are places in New Mexico, specifically Albuquerque, that are simply ignored yes. routinely mm-hmm. because they do not represent. 
because they're running their own agendas. And we have been ignored for many, many years by our representative. Mm-hmm. They could care less. He's never, I don't even think he's ever been down there. I mean, he doesn't, you know, it's just a title that they enjoy having and being in Santa Fe. But the work that they do, they don't do no work for us. They don't work for the people like they're supposed to. They don't represent us like they're supposed to. Like I said, where is Andres Romero mm-hmm. and all this? They just work to vote with the party, whatever right. the party decides. Absolutely. And the, they're all puppets, and basically. That's why we, the people, should, we got to talk for ourselves. Absolutely, you know? yeah, because it's time, because, like, I mean, it's beyond us being ignored. And, like, Hispanics everywhere, throughout all of New Mexico, they're tearing down statues. Yeah. Uh, if, if, if you're a conservative, not even a Republican, gun-toting, I love Trump, supported him, voted for him, mm-hmm. Just simply saying you're a conservative, Mm -hmm. you're an automatic racist. And then if you happen to support conservative, you know, white men running for office, somehow... They accuse you of being part of the KKK. Right, right. (laughs) And white supremacists. Yeah. And and mind you, it's again, like, um, Speaker of the House, Brian Egoff. Mm -hmm. And he's always talking about people of color, right? But then all the representatives are people of color. But I'm like, oh, that looks like South Africa. (laughs) Uh, uh, The majority or the minority... Ruling the the majority, ma- the majority, deliberately on purpose and and with consent, Ryan yes. Egoff. Mm-hmm. That's a leader. It makes me sick to mm-hmm. my stomach. Yes. You know, Santa Fe also is being led by a non-New Mexican, has no clue what New Mexico is about. No, and they bring their it. ideas from wherever they came from, and I wish they would leave them there and go with them. But yes. they come with their ideas. Yeah, let's go with this white thing, you know, and get rid of all the Spanish culture. And, and these Native Americans that they're being shipped here are not are Native Americans. No. Not, we call them Indians. My friends still call themselves Indians. Uh, they, they are mixed with the Spanish. They have Spanish surnames. So they're not here fighting us because they are us. Yes. And we've grown up together. You know, we've evolved hundreds of years ago. So these Red Nation that are coming in, causing dissension among us, are paid to come here. Yeah. And that white man that is there, their mayor right now, mm-hmm. he's not a New Mexican at all. Hmm. But, you know, no. then I asked myself, Keller's a New Mexican. He ain't acting any But he's still that. out of touch because yeah. he's over there listening to, you know, bright ideas and stuff. Because if they were serious about the crime, you know, in, in this past 2021 uh, legislative session, every single crime bill to improve our lives or, you know. Got tabled. Got tabled. Yeah. Uh, got ignored. Got vetoed down. Yes. In, in fact, there is a special session to legalize marijuana. And whether you're a pot smoker or not not really the point as much as that was the priority yeah it wasn't safety it wasn't curing homelessness it wasn't crime at all it wasn't jobs it wasn't any of that stuff and then so and so we could agree before we end the segment we could agree that the mayor has not given us a dollar amount of how much money it's going to take to cure the problem they're huh. just going to keep taxing us yeah correct exactly and throwing money at it that's all they do in new mexico yeah, or in all. albuquerque especially throw money at it right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well thank you tony and shirley for being on the show it takes great well, courage thank you for having us it takes great courage because we know that uh often speaking out there's consequences yeah, <laughs> this consequence is already a, just putting yeah, the gateway yeah, center in this. Yeah. So what? How much more right. can they hurt much you? More, yeah. So, uh, so thank you for speaking out oh, and thank um, you for having us. Yeah, definitely. And and we're gonna keep an eye on this. We want you guys back in. And anybody else who has issues with the gateway center, we're gonna keep a close eye on it on this platform. So you're listening to Off the Cuff ABQ.com, the hottest, newest conservative local talk radio, exclusively aired on Conservative Talk Albuquerque 
KDAZ 96.9 FM 700 AM. Don't go. Don't let the cost of advertisement hold you back. Off the Cuff Albuquerque supports local artists. Whether you are a solo artist or in a band, one of the best ways to get your music out there is to get it played on the radio. For more information, visit www.offthecuff.com. That's www.offthecuff.com. Good morning, Albuquerque. This is Gerald Loeb, local author here of All Things Political and Humor. I have a new book coming out on the 15th of April, and it's called Mayhem Manor. In this book, you have feckless bureaucrats, mindless politicians, and overwhelmed police force. Inside this book, you'll find not one but two love stories and a very unlikely hero. Check it out. It's on Amazon.com and will be available on April 15th. You'll like the read. Thank you very much. Welcome back to Off the Cup ABQ. It's the newest, hottest local conservative talk radio exclusively aired on Conservative Talk Albuquerque, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM. I'm Diana Vargas. And I'm Stella Padilla. And we had two fascinating guests, very courageous, because often it's, it's not easy to come on the radio and speak out. And this is why we encourage people to go to our website, offthecupabq.com, leave us a comment, a shout out, or I would like to be a guest. Fill it out, even if you change your mind later. Uh, you know, often it seems a little intimidating to come on air and discuss these things. But once you get here, it's completely comfortable. And again, New Mexicans, by and large, are being ignored. This is a platform uh, that is going to reject the everyday narrative, and we're going to challenge it, and we're going to report on it because it hasn't been done. It hasn't been done by local media. It hasn't been done by local papers, uh, at least not collectively. And so uh, that's what we're here to do at Off the Cuff. ABQ, we got your back. Man, you so, know, everything's always under the table here in Albuquerque, it seems. Always. So yeah. over the weekend, trending on Twitter, twiddle dumb. So apparently, uh, Maxine Waters, do we know who she is? That delusional Californian? So uh, Representative Maxine Waters, she's a Democrat from California. She joined protest actions in the Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, last night and made inflammatory comments according to uh the video well according to her because she said it and then she says like this people need to stay in the street and if the officer involved on in the trial of george floyd is not convicted of first degree murder and he's not found guilty 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 then we should stay in the streets and we should be more confrontational and we should Show them who's the boss. Yeah, go out there and slap those cops around. And so we got that clip. Guilty, guilty, guilty. Well, we, we got to stay on the street. Uh, and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure that they, they know that we mean business. Can you imagine if we were to say something like that? Like in the case of um, our statues being torn down. Hey, Hispanics, we have to fight for justice. We've got to be more confrontational. Go out there in the streets. We've got to make sure they know we mean business. Do you believe that? Be more confrontational and fight. She's saying to fight. Mm -hmm. Fight, fight, fight. Stay in your streets. Flood your streets. If you don't get what you want, uh, be more confrontational. Imagine if we said that. Well, that's inciting to riot. 
Oh, they would get us for uh, insurgency or it something would, like a this. A federal crime and pick us up immediately. Immediately. And no one would hear from us for weeks and right. weeks. Right, mm-hmm. right. I mean, could it not be any clearer that she's inciting and then inciting unrest? So so even if you disagree with these protesters, the reality is there's a whole bunch of people that are out there that are are being guided by these organizations. And in their heart somewhere, they truly believe like no justice, no peace. They see this 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 killing uh, and then another one in the same city or 10 miles away or something like this with the white lady who's now. Uh, being charged with second-degree murder. She thought the taser was a gun and blah, blah. So all of this going on. So they got all these emotions. And then you got a high-elected congresswoman, a U.S. federal congresswoman, saying like this, be more confrontational. And I bet she's telling this to a bunch of people that don't have legal money. Absolutely. She doesn't have legal money. She's talking to a whole bunch of people that don't, really know their rights and if you don't have legal money then you might as well have a public defender and we know how that ends up it ends up with the plea deal and it's not really a good deal it's just a deal it's just a deal it's not even a good deal it's just a deal because that's how they get convictions or you show up with your grandma on the rosary (laughs) and hope the judge gives you a pass so maxine waters she's she's doing a disservice i think to black the black people I think she's being paid to encourage all this. You know, that's where that's why she goes for they're predominantly black and and to encourage them into rioting and stuff like that. She's they want a riot. They want a big diversion. A big diversion is what it's. Uh, this is all diversion, right? Because people don't see this, right? Because police reform is not really something that they want. Because again, they go uh, beat the cops down. You know. So it says Maxine Waters is a member of the United States Com- Congress. She is a Democrat and she represents California. So. According to that statement, it says that she belongs to the dominating party that, that, that has the power right now. She's in a position of power. She has a ridiculous Im- amount of power as a United States Congresswoman, Democrat and from California. That's right. And her big move for the day was to flood the streets and tell these people to fight and be more confrontational. Yeah, riot. Get out your no right No justice, <laughs> no peace. So, <clears throat> so nationally and locally in most cities and M33 counties and Democrats dominate power and have control that 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 is power of more than 90 years it's more than I've been alive probably more than you've been alive why would a person with dominating political party take to the streets Democratic representative Maxine Waters is a member of the United States Congress she's represents the great state of California she's in a position of power right now and she takes to the street and tells people to get more confrontational a registered Democrat, U.S. member of Congress in a position of power, and her big move was to tell a bunch of people to go fight. And instead of correcting or improving or fixing the conditions of any of that, she doesn't. So again, my question is, who will pay for the damages? Well, the taxpayer. That's that's where they always get the it from. You know, she had been a Republican and said this. She'd probably already be accused of an insurrection. And if she had been under President Donald Trump, she'd have been impeached and for that statement, I mean, for the inciting a riot. Right. Well, yeah. That's like, what she's doing. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So all of this stuff happens. And then again, uh, the radical left, the socialist Democrats, the Democratic Party in general, they don't say, hey, you're out of line. Get back in. You shouldn't be doing that. In fact, they just encourage it or they ignore it. They ignore it until a conservative does it. 
And if, if you think of all the things that conservatives do in their legislation, it's mostly to protect your rights. It's uh, to protect babies and the unborn from being killed at full term, and that means like limb for limb. That's dismemberment, kind of what they did to Victoria Martins. Oh, like, sick. just to be clear, mm. like, that's exactly what it is. It just happened to uh, take place. This murder takes place inside the womb. So, again, these Democrats, they are for destructions. They're not really for peace. I think they fear peace. They say they're for peace, but I think they fear peace because if there's peace, then you wouldn't need the, cr the, the crumbs from them. Yeah, that's right. You know, I don't think they fear peace at all. I think their whole, their whole party now that the Socialist Party or Progressive Party has taken over the Democratic Party is their uh, threat and desire to overthrow our country. Yeah. From the beginning, that's all. They talk about socialism, communism, and they've already infiltrated the high school kids that are now in college, and they've already been indoctrinated right. to believe this is the best thing, right. that capitalism sucks, socialism works for everybody because it's fair for everybody. But who who's going to pay for all this? Who's going to pay for the damages? Mm -hmm. And so go fight. Get more confrontational. Go fight. <laughs> Get more confrontational. Go fight. She's Get out. more confrontational. Yeah, I want him guilty, guilty, guilty. Guilty, guilty, she guilty. She sounded guilty. like a lunatic on that video. Well, and then also, like, when do we, you know, interfere with, with court proceedings, like, as they're unfolding and jumping to conclusions without knowing all the facts? Because even though we seen all this stuff on TV doesn't mean we know all the facts. That's right. You know, sometimes uh, when they say that there's police violence and everything and you look at the person that got shot accidental or otherwise, they had a, a crime history that was like a scroll. They had been running from the cops and done all sorts of illegal stuff. We're still walking the streets. Right. And then they got shot because they were running or something. Right. Whatever. Yeah. But they, people don't see that part. You know, the, all the all the damage he did to other people and property or whatever, it didn't matter because now he got shot and he was a person of color. And so, again, no justice, no <laughs> peace, but it's the one dominating party that's been in control and they failed uh, to do anything to improve the conditions in which they basically place people in. And so uh, on a sidestep of police brutality is to dismantle and abolish the police and so they're going to do that it's not that there's not going to be any more police but they're going the reality is that there will be private security and the public will be less likely to, to have any protection uh, to have any protection demand accountability or transparency and because democrats are hell-bent on it but in cases of those democrat the leadership they will have supreme security wow so, again, you're listening to Off the Cuff, abq.com. It's the newest, hottest local conservative talk radio, exclusively aired on Conservative Talk, Albuquerque, 96.9 FM, 700 AM. That's all the time that we have. Visit us on the web at offthecuffabq.com. And up Wednesday, we have Eli Brad Bradsford from Santa Fe. He's been documenting the attack on Hispanic culture and has produced two of eight video series. And so it is called In Defense of Santa Fe. We will have him here on Wednesday, and we will cover all eight of his videos in a series. So he's going to be a reoccurring guest. So chime in, check in, visit us on the web. God bless you, New Mexico. Yes, God bless you, and have a safe week. See you tomorrow. Guilty, guilty, guilty. We're about to get more confrontational. We're about to make sure that they, they know that we need this.